This episode of The Modern Witch is brought to you by The Mystic Dream. Check them out at www.themysticdream.com. You can check out The Mystic Dream for all of your magical supplies, including candles, incense, books, DVDs, CDs, you name it, you need it. They probably have it. www.themysticdream.com. We've got S.J. Tucker in just a little bit. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network. You are now entering ModernWitchOnline.com. Progressive Metaphysics.
Flames lift me. 
Welcome back to The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network. I'm your host, Devin Hunter, and joining me um, in the studio via phone call um, is is the most amazing pagan, I think. I, I just freaking love her to death. Uh, we've got Aww. S.J. Tucker. So, Sue, <laughs> welcome back to Modern Witch. Devin, thank you so much for having me. I have missed your voice. We, we've had conflicting schedules um, for months, but, but here you are. Uh, so have you got some downtime? Because the last time you were on, you, we, we talked about how you were, you were on the road for like seven years straight. Uh, yes. Since then, have you, have you gotten a chance to take a break? Yes, uh, Hermes has allowed me to come home for just a little while, and I, I thank him for that. I thank all of the gods for that. I am right in the middle of my first real bit of downtime since I started chasing this dream in 2004. And it's amazing. I have given myself time off the road between summer solstice 2012 and Beltane 2013. And I've, I've pretty much managed to stick to my guns. I have two shows between uh, this moment and Beltane. I have, and one of them is my birthday at Fairy Con West next month in Seattle. And the other is my friend Renee's birthday. She's turning 40 and we have um, a show together, she and I and her band, Big Bad Gina, in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which is very close to where I am right this moment, here in a little enchanted forest in central Arkansas with my own little recording studio. And I have been learning how to sleep again, which is incredible, and uh, just learning how to be in one place. And it's it's new and different because it's something I haven't done in many, many years, and I am taking all the blessings as they come. I'm actually studying belly dance for realsies for the first time ever. I get to, you get to take dance classes when you don't travel all the time. It's amazing. And uh, my friend has a free yoga class that she teaches once a week nearby. So self-care is the name of the game and blowing through my to-do list in ways that I can't do when I'm constantly in the car or on a plane. As much as I love uh, traveling and as much as I love getting to go all over the country and now to several different countries in the last little while to sing to all the amazing people that I've met in the pagan community and in the world at large, I'm really enjoying being in one spot. It's pretty cool, I have to say. So your last album, <laughs> Mischief, it really caused a stir in the pagan music world um, because it was <laughs> it was different. I mean, and you didn't just because uh, one of the things that I feel, you know, being on this end of the mic and, and the, the headphones and uh, keeping track of what a pagan artists are doing, because that's my job. Um, you know, one of the things that I noticed and like a Sharon Knight was on a couple months back and she had said that, you know, it's really hard not to get kind of stuck um, where you're writing music that's just, you know, always about, you know, your spirituality and it's so easy to get stuck there. And you you, you didn't get stuck there. Um, and Mischief really was this, uh, I, I'm not going to lie, it's probably my favorite of your albums. Um, and because it's so layered and like you've got like Neptune on that album, which I'm like, oh, I know a Pisces. I know a Pisces did that to her. <laughs> right. I can tell a Pisces did that to, you know, so it's like, it's like and, and I, I know, I know Pisces love. Oh, do I know Pisces love? So, but, you know, I, I loved this album and I know that, like I said, it was different. You know, you have a song about, um, you know, an evil salad of doom and a naked ninja. And then you've got like those serious songs, you know, like Neptune and, um, uh, you know, I loved, oh, I just love all of it. I do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Where Owl like changed my life. Um, why don't I get to? Why don't I get to talk to you every day? You were making me feel so good right now. Anytime. <laughs> we really you should give talk me more. A call. You give me a call and say, Devin, I need I you have help. To, 
I have to tell you a secret about Neptune, though, because actually it it's 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 completely reversed. And uh, I'm I'm grateful that in the world there exist um, stories about um, the Sea King and Agnita, who was who was the uh, the young woman who the Sea King charmed to come down and and be his wife and his lover. And she realized that she was was kind of being brainwashed, and that it was time to go at one point. And that's that's an old 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 story. Mm. The truth of of Neptune, and in, then in I'm I'm being very sneaky because it's the Pisces that you're talking to right now, ah. and the Neptune in question was the Taurus. <laughs> How weird is that? So Earth signs can totally be the Lord of the Deep Absolutely. occasionally too, and I I love I love getting this kind of feedback from you about mischief because I'm I'm in my little bubble, you know, and I'm I'm in the in the middle of the the maelstrom of album promotion and getting it finished and getting it sent in for mastering and getting it put out there, making sure the download page is working properly and stuff like that. And reviews come in, but I would not have thought of mischief as causing a stir. So it it really means a lot to me to hear that from you because I'm sort of insulated in the world of it and un- until of course it goes out and, and becomes special to more people than just me. And it's amazing how, an album or even one song or just a couple of songs can mean something different to every single person who hears them and experiences them. And that's one of the reasons that I love sharing my art the way that I'm blessed to be able to do is because all of the stories that come back to me and all of the art that was inspired by what I put out there that comes back to me is incredibly different, incredibly diverse. We are all <laughs> we are all working kaleidoscopes in our own way, and we reflect the light back to each other in ways that we couldn't have imagined on our own Absolutely. individually. You know, okay, so I want to I want to take a break from from just talking about your musical career. Well, it's it's related, of course, but you're also a nerd girl. Like you're a hella nerd girl, and you put out a music video uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit. It's, oh, and I just made everybody stop and watch. So how did that came about? I mean, how did you end up finding yourself um, becoming this, this, <laughs> I just loved it. I just loved the whole scene with you walking around with the guitar. And so what was this process like for you? Okay, so the song, the song in question is um, D&D, which I wrote, which is the only song that I've um, released that's to the tune of a pre-existing song. Uh, the original is... Uh, a piece called The Napoli by British folk group Show of Hands who are amazing and whose management said, said yeah, absolutely, go do the video, have fun. And uh, the, you can download the song for free at music.sjtucker.com. It's um, listed as a bonus track under the Mischief album. And I will never be charging for it because I want everybody to go back and, and listen to the original and check that out as a result of hearing this one because those guys were so cool about this. And uh, first of all, I have been a dice rolling gamer geek since the formative years, since I was uh, in junior high school, even though there really wasn't anybody else that I knew at the time who was interested until you know I got to high school and then a couple of other people came along. Small town in the South, 
two churches on every corner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There, there, we had just barely when I was when I was coming of age, we had just barely gotten past the idea that Dungeons and Dragons was a source of demon worship and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Right, and right. that still exists. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, <laughs> I um, it's it's fun to me now, and I'm gonna date myself hardcore here. It's fun to me now to meet um, young gamers, younger gamers, and and get to just, you know, roll out a word like Malkavian in the White Wolf universe and have them go, wait a minute, how do you know what that means? And I get to say, baby, I've been rolling dice since before you could read, and that really scares me, but it's true. <laughs> so D&D came about because I have been, um, in addition to all the pagan festivals, which I love and adore, I've gotten to go to a whole bunch of sci-fi fantasy conventions as a guest and as a performer. And there's a lot of crossover between Mm -hmm. sci-fi fandom communities and the pagan community, and I love that as well. I I have seen I have seen fandom from several different angles now, and and a lot of them from the inside. And you you talk about a sweet, loyal bunch of folks. It's amazing to hang out at a sci-fi con, and just feel completely welcome and not have to worry that anybody's going to look at you funny for being yourself because Mm -hmm. there's just no way this is where you come to be yourself and we've all been looked at funny so there's none of that uh several of friends of mine who um primarily work in what we call the silk genre which loosely it's it's kind of like trying to define porn you can't because everyone has a different definition that's what silk mm-hmm. is like sometimes silk is uh, stuff like weird owls brilliant brilliant parodies that he does and to the tune of which is what the song D&D is and sometimes it's a song about star trek sometimes it's a song about elf quest sometimes it's a song about x-men that's completely original and has has no basis in a pre-existing song, pre-existing tune, pre-existing lyrics. So much creativity coming out of this stuff, being inspired by Firefly and other stuff. And D&D just kind of fell on top of me as a song because we are, uh, a couple of my friends, Vixie and Tony, who were performers in the Seattle area and who do a lot of sci-fi cons as well and who sort of took me under their wing getting getting into that community and doing that those types of performances at sci-fi cons, came home from being guests of honor at a British convention, having gotten to see while they were over there a concert by Show of Hands, the group that I mentioned earlier. And they were in love with this song, The Napoli. They learned how to play it. They taught it to a whole bunch of the rest of us, and they started including a cover of that song in their shows. The chorus of The Napoli goes, uh, Come gangs from the north, lads off the moor, wreckers on the cliffs get down to the shore. And it's about a shipwreck in 2007 of this cargo ship called the Napoli. And the office of the receiver of wrecks in Great Britain, in the British government, had not had a shipwreck to deal with in so long that they were, they were kind of, they, they kind of flipped out a little bit when these shipping containers started washing up on the shore in the south of England and people started cracking them open and putting everything on eBay. <laughs> Everybody just kind of went insane. Went, uh, as as uh, Mr. Steve Knightley says of, of show events, they went a little bit feral. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just the lines of the, the chorus lent themselves beautifully to a list of, of D&D archetypes. So my version, um, my version is a little different in one of the choruses. Are, Come gnomes from the north, orcs off the moor, freaks and gamer geeks get down to the store. And uh, scratch your neighbor, what's underneath, a wizard or a cleric or a thief? 
I love and this. The, the, some of these words are in the original, and so it's just kind of ridiculous how well how well it could be warped and mm-hmm. how easily. And I went there. I totally went there, and I started singing it at concerts uh, everywhere, not just at conventions. And the funny thing about a song like that is that you can immediately tell exactly where every gamer in the audience is sitting at that point <laughs> because they are cracking up, losing it. I did um, I did the show at and if at a convention in New England, and the entire front row got out their dice boxes and started using them as percussion. <laughs> and then there was a dice rolling party in the middle of the floor in the in the front where the mosh pit would be. There was a dice pit. That's awesome. So the that... video happened because <laughs> my friend um, my friend Ben Dobbins of Dead Gentleman Productions and Zombie Orpheus Entertainment out in the Pacific Northwest heard the song when we were coming back on the ferry from the Olympic Peninsula, from filming stuff for the Neptune video. I played him D&D, and he said, so I've got a proposition for you. I think we should make a video. I think we should do it on Thursday in Tacoma, and I think we should do it as soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, okay, Ben, that's awesome. And it was the easiest video shoot that I have had to date. Uh, He recruited a bunch of the folks that were known faces from the Gamers films and from Journey Quest, which they were filming at the time. And Journey Quest is a web series that's still going. It's hilarious. I recommend it. And we were finished with shooting 30 minutes before our our stated wrap time. We had the tail slate clacked down 30 minutes before we were supposed to be finished in a comic book store in Tacoma. It was fabulous. So, oh, goodness, God. Oh, I could just pick your brain for, like, ever. Uh, all right, so when you're not being, you know, S.J. Tucker, and you're on the road in between your gigs, or you have that moment where you just get to, you know, shut the door and be alone and listen to some jams, what music mm-hmm. do you listen to, um, Out, you know, when, you, when you're just being you? Well, lately, uh, with, uh, with the belly dance classes, coming into my life and I'm, I'm so excited I have been I just I go to Pandora and I and I put on the Beats Antique station mm-hmm. and that is where I go and I've have loved Beats Antique since before I knew what Pandora was mm-hmm. like a lot of us have I got to be part of the fire show for their concert out at Burning Man a couple of years ago and that was incredible because it was in a giant geodesic dome and we were all just just trading tricks and, and sharing fluids, as you do when mm-hmm. you're a fire spinner. <laughs> share your fuel with everybody who's there. And uh, then I, if not something like Beats Antique, I go completely the other end of the spectrum, and I'll put on, like, Henry Mancini, composer who was, who was largely famous in the 60s and wrote the Pink Panther theme, mm-hmm. among other stuff. I was raised to love the Beatles and to love jazz and to love classical music and all of those things I still love everything pretty much everything that my mom and dad plugged into me when I was itty bitty because my father was uh, a music teacher he was a band director and unfortunately had retired by the time I got around to to doing uh, school music and my mom and my uncles all very musical as well though non-professionally I have one other uh, one relative in my in my collection of Louisiana redheaded cousins who were awesome who was a professional musician for a little while and I think she's I think she's an attorney now so she's she's had her own little evolutionary curve there mm-hmm. um, and then 
if not any of those things, then I'm listening to what my friends are doing because I have some amazing musical colleagues. And you, you said Sharon Knight's name a little bit ago, and mm-hmm. there's there's not a road trip that goes by where I don't have one of Sharon's albums or one of the Pandemonium CDs in my car. Yeah, that I can that I can just go and and plug her in. Ginger Doss, I love and adore. I've been working with Ginger since my second album as producer and engineer. And she is one of those folks who helped set the precedent for music at pagan festivals before before the rest of us came along to uh, to elevate it from you know one person with a guitar or one person with a harp to a big full out rock band with lights and production and sound and everything. And Ginger was with Velvet Hammer back in the day and then Dream Tribe, and she's now touring solo. And her music has just gotten richer, and her voice has gotten more and more compelling. Uh, there's the lovely Becca Kelso, who uh, ran around with me and with Ginger in uh, a project called The Traveling Fates for a while. Ginger, uh, Becca's got uh, a brand new single that she just released online, a song called Crossroads that she let me help produce, which is like nothing she's ever done before. It's very, very industrial, very sort of evanescent. But it's... it's uh, sung from the perspective of a version of the goddess Hecate from the Greek pantheon, the keeper of the keys, the goddess of the crossroads. Mm-hmm. It's called The song is called Crossroads and was inspired by Becca's portrayal of Crossroads in a little indie film that we were that a lot of us were part of a couple of years ago that's about to finally hit DVD. And Becca's voice is incredible. If you, if you hear her sing and you like a strong girl bringing bringing out some soul and some roots and some wisdom then you will you will be flat on the floor and completely in love if you haven't heard her before and my sisters from northwest arkansas um three-piece band called big bad gina renee and melody and jory are incredible and i love what they do live but their album lake of dreams is one that i listen to pretty constantly these days as well and then of course you know there's there's tricky pixie and uh Betsy, my favorite cellist, Betsy Tinney, who um, is in that band with me, is going to be working on her very first solo album this spring. It's going to be called Release the Cello, <laughs> and I'm impatient to listen to that one. If I had that one to listen to in my spare time right now, my spare time such as it is, then I would be, I would be spinning that almost constantly. Absolutely. You are listening to The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network. I'm your host, Devin Hunter, and this is an exclusive interview with S.J. Tucker. We'll be right back after some music. Is this a new dark age? Oh, 
Welcome back to The Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter, and you're joining me here with S.J. Tucker on the Pagan Radio Network. So, So, (laughs) is there a song of yours that became popular or that you were kind of just surprised about um, the the reception that it was that it received? Well, let's see. Uh, There have been (laughs) there have been a fair amount of surprises. And something that something that happened with um, my Mahern God song, Hymn to Hearn, a few years ago that I really did not see coming, was it prompted a um, 
an author whom I had not met to contact me and to ask permission to quote my lyrics in some of his books. And this is Mr. S.M. Sterling, who wrote um, Dies the Fire and the novel, the novels of the change, or uh, what, what he calls them. And the way they start out is in 1998, there's, there's a bizarre electrical storm that sweeps the world and knocks out um, all electricity, all, um, all satellite, all internet, all um, internal combustion. Everything just stops. And everybody's got to learn how to live again. And society has to reform itself along those lines. And lots and lots and lots of people die. But the survivors who are left um, figure out their own definitions of community and how to move forward. And it had been a dream of mine up to that point to to have this very thing happen, to have an author contact me and ask if he or she could quote my lyrics in in the context of the story or at the top of the chapter or something like that. Charles DeLint um, does this all the time, and he was the first person, the first author that I'd noticed to do such a thing and to do it rampantly, do it all over the books that he writes, all over the stories that he tells. So when S.M. Sterling, I call him Steve, got in touch, I was I was thrilled. I had not read any of his work yet at that point, but New York Times bestselling author, really, really cool, really big deal. And and I, so I, I immediately started going out and doing my homework and bought the first book and told him, yes, absolutely. And then he wrote me back a second time and said, well, that's really good because I kind of screwed up and I already used one of your songs and I didn't know it was yours and I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and, I, and it turned out that he had heard um, my, my fiddle player, my dear friend, Alexander James Adams, version of my song, Hymn to Hearn, first, because Alec did a version of that song on his album, Balance of Nature, a few years ago. Stephen heard Alec's version first and thought that it was Alec's song, and then found out, no, 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 S.J. Tucker wrote this, and so he got in touch with me <laughs> to, uh, to ask permission uh, retroactively. And I said, well, I, I think I can grant that. That's fine. He said, I'll make sure that it's fixed in the paperback. I'm really, really sorry. So I, you know, I got grumpy about it for a minute, and then I got over myself. And I, and I said, yeah, we, we can handle that. That's, that's just fine. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> and since then, um, Steve has been a host of mine. I've, I've stayed with him and his lovely wife in Santa Fe. And the last time I saw him was at the Worldcon renovation in Reno a couple of summers ago. And he's had a very interesting life, and I would never have known him. I would never have met him at all if not for that song. And as many as many awesome experiences as that song has prompted for all kinds of people, I I get to claim this one. Absolutely. I'm quoted in the, I'm quoted in the the later novels of the change, and I'm on the acknowledgments page. And I have I have many many brilliant authors who are friends of mine these days, and it's. It's it's kind of um it it just blows my mind every time I think about it and it started with the lovely Catherine Valenti now living in Maine, who looked at me uh, one day and said, "Wouldn't it be cool if somebody did an album for the Orphan's Tales books?" And I had and and so many so many things and so many gifts from the literary community started started with her and then rolled in again with Steve and with other wonderful folks. That's that's absolutely amazing. So, 
when you're performing, is there a song that you particularly uh, enjoy playing for the audience? Or, I mean, I hate to say, do you have a favorite of your songs? But I asked Wendy Rule, and she answered. So, <laughs> yeah, okay, so I got to step it up now because because Wendy and I are tight. So I have to make sure that I that I can handle anything that she can handle, right? With her with her Scorpio powers, right? Total Scorpio, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love Wendy. I love her so much. Uh, it's a, well, they're all like putting on a different costume, putting on a different hat, putting on a different mask, depending on what I've been through that day, what's mm-hmm. going on. Sometimes I'll, I'll choose different ones. Sometimes I'll, I'll let others have the night off. Uh, Cheshire Kitten is one of my favorites right now. One mm-hmm. of my very, very, very favorites because just about anybody that I'm going to be singing to, just about anybody in any combination of my fan base is going to relate to the line, we're all mad here, and, and it's, it's okay. okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I relate to it as well. The, the inspiration for Cheshire Kitten came when I thought to myself, well, there, there are so many cats in the world. Surely uh, the, the Cheshire Cat is, is a long, it has a long line of descendants mm-hmm. at this point. And it's, I imagine it can be hard work to be that ridiculous and that committedly strange. So what if occasionally there's a kitten along the lines, there's a Cheshire kitten who's not so sure she wants this job or occasionally would like to not have to have that much responsibility to be that completely crazy or that completely inspiring as the case may be. And I, it's amazing how many people have come back to me about that song to say this makes me cry because no one's ever given me permission to be crazy before you don't Mm. know how important this song is to me and i i had no idea that it was going to resonate in that way and at at that depth with so many folks and so i i have it's 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 a bigger responsibility than i thought to break out that grin and to say if you want to, if you want to sing this along with me, feel free. When it comes around, the line you want is "We're all mad here, and it's okay." Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it doesn't really matter how if I've if I've been sick that week, if my voice isn't quite what I would like it to be, if I'm tired, I can sing that song and everything's all right. Right. Literally, it is. It has its own magic. Oh no! It absolutely. I'm really does. glad. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that it does it for for all, for people that you know more than just me. I'm glad that I can get a whole crowd feeling better with that one. I love it. So it's actually funny that you 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 picked that one. Um, so. <laughs> I'm a like professional reader. That's what I do for a living. And, and I'm yeah. constantly seeing people. And I actually end up using um, part of that song um, when I'm helping Ooh. to explain to people about sometimes you just need to be able to get up and move and walk away from certain things. And it's okay to be yourself. And it's okay to, to understand that not everyone's going to understand that. you know. And the line is, the Jabberwock never bothered anyone, but no one believes him to this day. And why should they? Yeah. <laughs> and I am constantly using that in reference and I'm constantly using that metaphor. And then when somebody's having a bad day, because of course, you know, I've got you on, I've got all of you on my iPod. Um, I, I stick it in and I make people listen to it. And there's often times that I'll start the, the day off at, at the shop. 
um, you know, we open up, light the candles, and then we get the crystals going, and then we, we turn on Cheshire Kitten, and that's how we start our day oh. off. And so it's it's been no, it's it's totally it's 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 it, oh, yeah, it was just a it was a great thing. Um, so when you mentioned, I was like, oh, I have to tell her that I am mm-hmm. always using her stuff. Um, but I've told you that a couple of times. <laughs> I, I, I love you stuff. so hard for that, especially the Jabberwock line. And I, I need to thank you for something else to do with mischief because I, and I need to thank everybody who's listening right now as well, because it's been, it's been a long time since I released um, my witchiest of the witchy CDs that I've got. It's been a long time since blessings came out and mm-hmm. everybody's been very, very patient with me waiting for another completely pagan disc to come out. And I want to thank everyone who gave mischief a chance even though it wasn't the purely spiritual thing that I tried to mold blessings into being. For the longest time on uh, the CD Baby page for Mischief, there was one review, and all it said basically was that this lady was very disappointed in me because Mischief was nothing like blessings. (laughs) And I was so sad when I finally saw that, and I started going around and asking people, would you please write another review because this is all that's there, and I feel terrible. So thank thank you all who have taken mischief for what it is and are are loving it as it stands. Thank you for seeing the magic that is there, even though it is it is um, not it is more focused on the silly than the sacred on this little I think on the scale that's where it's sitting. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh well, here's the thing though. So if you listen to mischief. What I what I really appreciated is okay. So you know, as as Devin Hunter, dude who you know does Modern Witch, and we're putting the show out, we're putting the magazine out, and uh, and I I'm a professional witch, is what I do for a living, and so I'm yeah. constantly interacting with people, and I'm constantly having to break down a lot of preconceived notions about what what pagan spirituality is, let alone what witchcraft is, and you know these other things. And so when I got yes, that maybe. album. Tell it. And I had it in my hand and I'm like, holy, yes, finally, you know, I can, here's, here's the sacred with the profane. Here is the song that makes me, I mean, there's, there's, uh, (laughs) there's songs in this that talk about, you know, same sex love. There's songs that talk about, um, you know, yeah, being silly and being mischievous and how important that is. And then you like, you end the album with, with Wichka. And can I just say, okay, <laughs> that song I put on, my hips start moving, and I and I pick up the cat, and we're dancing around. And I know that song, <laughs> start to finish, girl. And and I loved it because uh, it it you know I am Wichka, that's me. Yes. You know yes. I grew up just like that. I was that at thirteen. I was that at, you know. And so I'm I'm watching all this, and I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, no, this album is purely magic. It's just not what you're expecting because magic isn't what you're expecting. And as a witch, we're not going to do what you expect. And, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's a big thing in the pagan community right now. There's a lot of the identity crisis, you know, are we still pagan? Are we not pagan? And, and I, I look around and I'm like, wait a minute, I was lucky as a kid. You know, I had uh, practical magic, you know, the movie, you know, that I could turn oh, yeah. on and watch. I had the craft. I had charmed. I had Buffy. I had, you know, mm-hmm. um, bewitched. I had all these things. And then I had Lori Cabot you know on tv who was a real witch and mm-hmm. you know and buckland who was a real mm-hmm. witch and so we're seeing these things and i and i'm looking at at, at specifically mischief and i'm going ha ha she <laughs> totally is singing my life story right now even in the Aww. silly songs and even in i mean no i i I thought it was completely magical. It just wasn't the 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 type of you know spiritual music I think people wanted. But I have to tell you, as a generation hex um, hexer, that was freaking awesome. It was amazing. <laughs> yes. You 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 captured a really unique 
aspect of what it is to be a modern practitioner these days. You really did. Well, thank you. Uh, that's the that's the 200-ton hippo off the top of my head right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the fuddy-duddies. They're now just fuddy-duddies. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So when are we going to get a new album from you? My deadline is spring. My deadline is June. I am uh, working like a like a little ant in my in my little factory right now. I have the most beautiful little recording studio that you could imagine. It is a converted summer camp cabin, no joke, that I've turned into my little workspace. It's on the property where I'm living right now, which used to be a summer camp back in the day. There's so much magic here, it's ridiculous. Mm. There's a lake, there's a hot tub, there are cabins, there's a swimming pool, which I'm not in right now because it's January, obviously. <laughs> but just a it, and it's crazy because the place was manky, manky, nasty, nasty, nasty when we started working on it last winter. And I was, it, talk about a, a head change, and as Granny Weatherwax says, a headology. I looked at it and I was getting kind of freaked out and frustrated taking down birds' nests and squirrels' nests and dead things and stuff like that and ripping out old linoleum. And then I thought, no, wait a second. You've got to think of this place as something that wants to be beautiful, that wants to be yours. You don't have to fight with it. And the minute I had that thought, it all changed, and I started going in there every day and lighting a little incense and, and just spreading some love around and singing and playing a flute and walking around the, the perimeter of the building. And it's it started with that, and it's just an incredible place to hang out right now. And I <laughs> I would invite everybody if I could, but there's also no plumbing. I have to go I have to go up the hill to use the bathroom. So I, it also means I take frequent breaks, which is good. Um, currently, my number one mixing project in my little studio is a song that I wrote with my oft now mentioned friend Renee called Beats in My Salad. It is a salad rap pun ruthlessly intended about world hunger and awareness and eating locally and shopping at your farmer's market. And it is it, it will be the first straight-up rap that I've ever released. And Renee and the girls in Big Bad Gina and I are excited about that. We're going to try to shoot a video while we're all in one place, while we're all in the same time zone before the spring gets too old. And then I am working hard to release my album Wonders, which is going to be a tie-in for the girl who circumnavigated fairyland in a ship of her own making by Kat mm. Valenti. New York Times bestseller, very, very magical book written towards um, the young adult age group. But I think that there's, it's, so, it's so complex and it's so well-written and it's such a good story that just about anybody can identify with it. And there are witches in this book. There are, uh, there's a quest. There are werewolves. There are magical items. There's a lot of growing up. There are a lot of choices that have to be made. There are uh, panthers that control the winds. There are and 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 there's there are the four directions are represented. It's it's a super super magical story, and I have several songs that um, wrap around the magic and the folklore that Catherine has told in this book, and it's very special to me already because I got to. Um, have another dream come true and do my first audiobook narration job Ooh. this past summer for the sequel to The Girl Who Circumnavigated Fairyland, which is called The Girl Who Fell Beneath Fairyland and Led the Revels There. And you guys can look that up on Amazon. I had a ton of fun doing it. I'd love to know what you think. So come and find me on Facebook and let me know. 
I have um, I have an S J Tucker Facebook page that's up there that 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 I've try I've been trying to post every single day while I'm home and I gave myself the day off a couple of days ago but I'm back in the swing of it now. Um, so Wonders is next on my list to complete and to get out in the world. I have a wonderful couple of artists who were working on pieces to go into the overall album design. Uh, my friend Chaz Kemp out in Colorado. Uh, Jazz Camp Illustration and my friend Bill Cass in Washington State. They are both raring to go to do um, art pieces for that album and a bunch of other stuff as well. So I'm not only going to make it make it good and make it sound good, I'm going to make it look good with the help of those fine gentlemen. And then it's it's ridiculous the the project list that I've got, Devin. It just it's it's out the door. <laughs> it's like Santa's list. It just goes on forever. But Rootless is the next full-on pagan disc that I have in mind. I want to release another another album in the style of Mischief called Storm Chaser. And then I have um, an album of bluesy love songs that are going to come out that are also very witchy in their way called Stolen Season. That I think I want to represent what it might be like when the spirit of the spirit of summer and the spirit of winter, you know, the twain shall never meet. You can't get much more star-crossed than that. Right. And I had a little bit of that in my personal life recently come through, and it's much better now. But a lot of interesting songs got written during that time, and they're more more close to the bone, more um, rooted in blues than just about anything I've ever done. And I'm so excited to get these done and to and to get them out there where I can share them with everybody. I am so excited. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. I'm so glad you asked because I had all this good stuff to talk about. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, you're listening to The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network. I am in an interview with S.J. Tucker. And when we come back after a little bit of a music break, I'm going to ask her a bunch of absolutely ridiculous questions because you people like it when I do that. We'll be right back after the music. I grew up seeing things a little differently Appearing, disappearing, hardly innocent Nor tied down to the ground I learned to roll and tumble with the punches Glory in my stripes and spots Walk by invisible and never make a sound But heavy is the crown that's always hidden Tender is the heart you never see Hard and fast shines the grin that we flash But there's a vulnerable stripe or two on me Maybe any place outside a wonderland is not for me, my friend If I leave my grin behind, remind me that we're all mad here and it's okay Sun up, sun down, the shadows hide me down in wonderland, wonderland Nobody knows the way, but if you find it in your dreams You can find it at your day job somewhere south of hell To guide you, the story is not for anyone else to tell. Go down the rabbit hole and out the other side. You can't go home in the middle of the magic carpet ride. You gotta greet the sun before his lovely daughter moon. You can't forsake the journey for the safety of your room until you learn your lesson well. I have learned to see and hear everybody loud and clear but the truth comes down in riddles that are safe enough to share that's how it is in songs you see and stripes always looked good on me whether or not i'm really there heavy is the burden of the wise ones 
things when no one understands a word they say. The Jabberwock never bothered anyone, but nobody believes him to this day. Hey, and why should they? If I leave my grin behind, remind me that we're all mad here, and it's okay. Sun up, sun down, the shadows find me out in Wonderland, Wonderland. Nobody knows the way, but if you find it in your dreams, you can find it at your day job somewhere south of hell. Take the path to left or right with just your gut to guide you. The story is not for anyone else to tell. Sun before his lovely daughter moon. You can't forsake the journey for the safety of your room until you learn your lesson. Is it the stripes or the spots you see? Was it hearts or diamonds, baby, brought you here to me? Darling, you know better than to trust a pack of cards. What have we learned? The world is never as mad as it could be. Never as mad as it could be.
Welcome back to The Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter, and you're listening to us here on the Pagan Radio Network. Joining me for this episode is the absolutely amazing S.J. Tucker. Um, and we're at uh, the, wrapping up the, towards the end of our interview, so I get to ask her a bunch of really ridiculous questions. Are you ready, uh-huh. Serge? I am ready, Devin. Hit me. All right. Mac <laughs> or PC? Uh, Mac. Favorite color? Purple. Favorite food? Cheez-Its. Favorite? Cheez-Its. Like, oh. So the, the, the orange, if it's orange and crunchy, look out. Right. I have, a, oh. I have an addiction, but there are worse things. Jesus. Oh, okay. Well, I love you for that. I love you even more for that. Oh, my goodness. Cause if you want, if you want me to talk about real food, food, then I'll say, I'll say um, Dolmatas, the, the stuffed grape leaves. Absolutely. Oh, oh. Real food. we are, we, we are going to hang out. We are hanging out. <laughs> yes, please. And there will be, there will be, yeah. Oh, the things that will happen. The magic that will happen. <laughs> okay. Favorite cartoon. Favorite cartoon. Wow. Oh, that's not a short list. Um, I'll just I'll say Teen Titans right now because that's Teen the one that Titans. pops into my head. Amen. Okay. And if you could be any superhero slash comic book hero character, um, who would it be and why? Okay. You you warned me about this one, so mm-hmm. I cheated a little. I've had a little bit of time to think about this. It's all gravy. I, it, it's a toss up. It's a toss up between old school Rogue from the X Men, mm-hmm. who I just I cannot get over how how beautiful and amazing she is and just about anybody from the elf quest series okay okay my true favorite comic book though from 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 long long ago is uh poison elves by drew hayes the late great drew hayes which was gritty and and uh definitely not politically correct and drawn in black and white every single time Huh. Okay. These are not nice. These are not nice. Nice elves. These are elves with guns, and they will fuck you up. There you go. And as elves <laughs> should. As elves should. Right. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, cat or dog? Cat. Oh, amen to that. Yeah, we're totally hanging out. We're totally mm-hmm. hanging out. Um, if you could interview anybody from history, so any witch. I'm sorry, from history, or from mythology, who would it be? Oh my goodness. If Morgan Le Fay would even bother to talk to me, then I would go there. Okay. All right. All right. I yeah. totally get that. See, for me, it would be the Witch of Endor Ooh. because I have this secret. <sighs> I have this secret thing where I, I'm pretty sure that she totally like set him on the wrong path on purpose because he like executed all the witches, and so he comes to uh, her, yeah. and it's this. So there's a book there. There's a book there. Yes. <laughs> it's going yes. To... There's an expose. No, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, so, what's your favorite state? My favorite state. Now, are we talking of the Union or of mind? Of the Union. Okay. <laughs> well, I haven't seen them all yet, so uh, okay. this is keep that in mind. Well, I'm pretty close. I, I've almost seen them all. I think I think Hawaii is about the only one left. Uh, I got to visit Alaska and hang out for more than a couple of days for the first time last summer, and I'm not over it. I'm not over it at all. I may never be over Alaska. So the Alaska and, and Washington State are, are tied. But um, I'm, I'm, it's amazing how much magic I am finding in my home state, which is Arkansas. And I, I, growing up, you know, I, I could have cared less because I had no idea where my people were. I could not find them. They were not here. <laughs> I said earlier in the interview, two churches on every corner. That mm-hmm. is not an exaggeration. It's still true. And those of us who grew up, uh, to become witchy people in the South had to kind of scramble a little bit 
and that's that was true of my upbringing as well, even though I didn't really come to paganism until I was 18 or 19. I it's 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 a strange it's a strange mix of the magic and the mundane, and I think every state has this. But with Arkansas, there are ridiculous geological pockets of witchiness that everyone knows about, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily think about it if you grew up here just how magical that is. You can go up 45 minutes from where I'm sitting right this minute to a place called Crystal Mountain, and the quartz points are just lying on the ground waiting for you, Mm -hmm. shimmering in the sun, especially if you go after it rains. It's incredible. There's so much magic in this state, and the reason I think that that no one makes a big deal out of it is because they don't think about it, Mm -hmm. because you don't think of a place like Arkansas as having the sheer volume of natural beauty and, and ley lines, I'm not even making this up, and just just crazy pockets of peace and energy as it does. Yeah, I'm here to absolutely. tell you I'm here to tell you it's it's a powerful place. And I, I I'm glad that I gave myself a chance to, to come back and settle here for just a little while because I never would have found that out otherwise. I totally understand that. Yeah, great. You know, because I'm from Ohio originally, and there are yeah. there are mounds everywhere. Yeah. It's like 215 yeah. mounds, and I grew up maybe 25 minutes from Serpent Mound, and so we'd gone there when I was a kid, and <gasps> and um, I actually at, later on ended up having um, students who um, actually are the caretakers for Serpent Mound, um, or at least they're they're the descendant um, of the of the caretakers before it became you know a big park and um so they got lots of magic and lots of stuff to share never cared as a kid never yeah. even thought eh, whatever you know ugh, those ugh, dead indians blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. you know and as an adult i look at that and i'm like oh my goodness it's perfectly aligned with this and and oh there's a ley line that goes through it and yeah so arkansas yeah, and i keep are... hearing good things about arkansas with the, with all of the crystals and how oh uh, dude there are so many there are so many natural springs and hot springs here. It's it's unbelievable. The uh, the area where I'm living at the moment used to be called Two Springs, and there are tons and tons of largely undocumented mounds and teepee mounds around around here. Wow. And you could just if you know what to look for, then you see them. And I was actually on a crew for an archaeological dig in southeast Arkansas, down in the Delta, which is where I grew up. Down in the down in the Mississippi River Delta in the southeast part of the state, when I was 14, it was well maybe 13. I can't remember quite exactly, but it was in the middle of the summer, so it was ridiculously hot and humid. The air was like soup, and there we are in someone's cotton field, digging for pot shards. Uh-huh. And it did not occur to me back then what kind of energy I was I was wading through and I'm kind of glad that I had my blinders on mm-hmm. back then, that I that I hadn't had my my big witchy awakening quite yet because I don't know what I what I would have come away with I might right. be a completely different person uh-huh. but yeah I did, we had Toltec mounds and any number of things here and back um in the fall when I got to take my first trip to England that went anywhere other than London we flew out there as Tricky Pixie to have our first tour in Europe, and it was amazing. I got to meet Dave the Bard, who I hope you get to interact with if you haven't yet, because he is incredible. He is one of my favorite people. And he took us out to see the long man because it was 45 minutes from his house. And that is what England is like. Right. There is so much witchy stuff right out where you can see it, and everybody's just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we've got druids who come into the pub every night. We're fine. And over here, people would be like, ah, witches! You know? Right, right. 
At least, at least in certain places. Unfortunately, that's still the case. But yeah. I was talking to Dave about this as we're walking up the trail to look at the long man and the long barrow. And, and, it's, and you've heard of the Uffington horse and you've heard of the, the white horses on the chalk. And they are so big, you cannot even take it in. It's, it's much easier to actually see them from a mile away than up close because mm. they are so big. And here we are looking at the long man who is just the, the clearest representation of the divine masculine that I personally have ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, not in, not in, not in the form of, 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 a, of an actual person who mm-hmm. I've met, and there are plenty of those. And I looked at Dave and I, and I said, I, I, I want to figure out a way to take what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling while I'm here back to the States because we don't, we, we don't have this over there. We have plenty of magic and culture and, and, and magical grounding to, to, to get us, but it's not, it's not part of our lives like it is in England. Mm-hmm. It's, we can't reach out and touch it because we've bulldozed over it. We didn't know any better at the time. There, that, there are so many mounds that no one will ever know what they're about. And that's that's true in England as well. But at least at least there's a story, and at least there's a sense of respect there. And over here, we have to try a little bit harder. We have to scrabble in the ground to find something to hold on to. And Dave looked at me and said, "Yeah, over here, basically, our gods are our mates." Mm-hmm. And I went, "Wow!" Yeah. <laughs> and and oh, it's it's it seems like it's harder over here to find it and to have that awareness. Yeah. And so I I wrote a song right before I left England called Every Sacred Well that I'm going to be releasing pretty soon about getting to see the Chalice Well at Glastonbury and the White Spring and um, and the tour and, oh, gosh, all the stuff. Just castles everywhere. I came <laughs> home and there were no castles, and I was like, wait, this is weird. There are no castles. <laughs> we need castles here. I Yeah, I agree. We do. Let's make right. that happen. Let's tell Con- we we got to tell Congress. There are some pretty wicked castles in the United States that people have taken it upon themselves to build. I'm not going to lie. But but you don't you don't look around and see them everywhere you drive when right. you're on the interstate going yeah. through Indiana. <laughs> right, right. And it would be nice if, yeah. But, uh, all right, so. Back to the question. Back to the question. So favorite uh, Buffy character? Well, I would have to say Buffy. All right, amen, amen, I can't argue with you there. I'm not gonna, you know, why, why, um, why deny the awesome when she's standing right in front of yeah, me? Yeah, she's, she's with an axe. Right, with an axe. Yeah, yeah. I, I love all the memes that came out where they were comparing Buffy to Twilight. And Thank you. I saw that and I laughed so hard. I it was ridiculous. And I was like, well, there you go. That's that's how that works. All right. So mm-hmm. besides water, what do you often find yourself drinking? Oh, lots and lots of tea. Tea. Do you have lots a favorite? and lots of hot tea, and I and I grew up in the south, so you know I should be saying I drink some sweet tea. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, I am I, I I like mine British. I like I like my hot tea. When you were a little girl, what did you want to grow up to become? This is this came up in another interview, and I don't want to give you the exact same answer, but I have to tell you this story because it's really cool. Sure. When I was I I think kindergarten or first grade, we're running around the playground, me and 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 my and my little peeps. And the girls were saying things like, well, I'm going to marry a doctor. Well, I'm going to marry a so-and-so. Well, I'm going to marry a rock star. And I thought, wait a second. What do you mean you want to marry a rock star? Why don't you want to be the rock star? And that was, it was at that point that I realized that I 
fought a little bit differently than the rest of the little girls on the playground. <laughs> and I don't remember if I was honest with them about that at the time or not, but that was sort of the beginning of, oh, don't talk to Suge, she's weird. It, <laughs> it was that kind of thing. But honestly, I can remember, I can remember that moment of that, that awareness opening up in, in my little head of why, why marry the rock star when you can be the rock star. And guys, this goes for you too, by the way. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> this Absolutely. goes for this goes for everyone. Why why marry, why marry the legend when you can be the legend? Absolutely, and that's that's just damn good life advice. Just Thank period. You. That's yes. just damn good life advice. So, um, <laughs> S.J. Tucker, if if our listeners uh, wanted to find out more about you, where can they go? Well, sjtucker.com is uh, is the is the the home. Um, of my web presence now and forever, but it's about to get an overhaul. So I've I've been uh, sort of not putting in new content there because I'm waiting for for the the new and very shiny ball to drop. So definitely come and look for me on Facebook. Look for me on Twitter. I am on there as S zero zero J, which is kind of confusing because if you put in the wrong suge, then you get the wrong suge. And um, if you want to go and listen to everything that I have recorded so far for free, you can do that at music.sjtucker.com. I've got all the albums posted. You can go song by song. You can I think they're getting to the point where you can make your own little playlist up there if you'd like to. It's not like iTunes where they only give you like 30 seconds of the song. You can listen right. to everything all the way through for free over and over if you'd like. And the same is true on YouTube, of course. But if you go and you do this thing on my on my download page, then I get stats and I get to find out more about you guys and what you'd like to listen to. Yeah, and that's incredibly important from a production standpoint and all of that stuff. So Goodness, yes. Support, support indie exactly. music by going to actually listen to it where it lives. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's another thing, too, is, you know, what people don't understand is that a lot of the music that I get to play here on the show strictly come from the your goodwill and, you know, Kellyanna's goodwill and, and, you know, whoever else is on. And that's just because you guys give us permission to do so. And um, we couldn't really have a pagan radio network. We really couldn't do that stuff if we didn't have support from the artists. So it's go support the artists, folk. Go to sjtucker.com, and um, that'll navigate you to everywhere where you need to go. And um, you can spend a little money. Well, you can spend a little money. You can download a song or two. Come on now and if you do have it legally. Eventually. Yeah, exactly. if we all the the thing about um the thing about giving the love to the Modern Witch podcast is if we all boost the signal for each other, then we all get stronger. That's how it works. We all we all level up. We all get to rise. And that's that's what I want for us. That's what I want for my community. That's what I want for myself and my fellow musicians and artists and pagan authors and speakers and presenters and teachers. Uh, and podcast hosts and podcast hosts absolutely (laughs) so Suj thank you so much thank you thank you thank you a million times over for coming back on Um, it it has been just a phenomenal last like hour with you (laughs) yes it has and Devin thank you you are always the the most fun of anyone to spend any amount of time with whether on the phone or in person well that is always good to hear thank you for letting me run my mouth oh no absolutely anytime (laughs) anytime you oh please you have no idea your competition on this show is me and i am like a 10k (laughs) so we're we're good um you've been listening to the modern witch here on the pagan pagan radio network and we'll be right back after a break
and welcome back to The Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter. You're joining us here on the Pagan Radio Network. You just heard an episode full of good music and a great interview with S.J. Tucker. Um, for music, we had Lady Moon by Kellyanna, Rain Down by Delirium, Fell to Regret by Monica Richards, and we had Wandering Starving Kid Beyond, Cheshire Kitten from, of course, S.J. Tucker, Ghosts by Lady Tron, that's one of my favorites, and of course, Rhiannon by Fawn. And uh, we're going to finish this episode off with Witchka by the wonderful S.J. Tucker. Once again, sjtuckermusic.com. Go check her stuff out, folks. She is absolutely amazing. We will see you next week. Sweet 16 and bold as love, the danger I've been dreaming of. Sweet 16 and bold as love, the danger I've been dreaming of. Sweet 16 and bold as love, the danger I've been dreaming of. Sweet 16 and bold as love. The danger I've been dreaming of I say sweet sixteen And here she comes I see the candlelight from her window Well, she just bought her first book of spells One step further from the wishing wells Of childhood She's a woman grown I tell you girls If I had known I'd do it all Exactly the same She walked into my life And I sang Which girl, where have you been? Tell me about the trouble you've been in Shit with
dies and witches fade And she's gonna learn the hard way And that's alright She says she likes it hard some nights But keep a close eye on her witchy ways She'll surprise us all one day She'll surprise us all one day She'll surprise us all one day Say witch girl And hell to having fun Which girl Where have you been Tell me about the mischief Oh of shadows And a lock of hair She holds me there She does not care Look of shadows And a lock of hair She holds me there She does not care Sweet sixteen And bold as love Hey all you modern witches, I'm Devin Hunter, host of The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network. If you're like me, a 21st century witch who lives in the real world and you're ready for your magic to be here as well, then tune in for your dose of today's best pagan and pagan-friendly music, interviews with pagans you want to know more about like Christopher Penzak, Wendy Rule, and Good Day Parma, as well as in-depth discussions on topics that matter to you. Go to PaganRadio.net for showtimes and for more Modern Witch, including our magazine, online community, and other shows, visit ModernWitchOnline.com. Modern Witch, it's progressive metaphysics.